Hey, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about why it's okay to only exercise on weekends, the real difference between brown and white eggs, and how you can use a little psychology to help you enjoy the latest Star Wars movie. Let's satisfy some curiosity. If you're trying to get into better shape, but you're intimidated by the idea of a rigorous workout routine, then have I got some great news for you. According to research, it's okay if you only exercise on weekends. Pretty helpful to know since we're about to start the first weekend in 2020, don't you think? Also pretty helpful to know since I've only been exercising on weekends for about three months. Yeah, and you're just fine. I actually have noticed a marked improvement in the way that I feel. That's fantastic. Yeah. So to be clear, adults should try to get at least 150 minutes of moderate intensity exercise per week. That's the recommendation from both the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the World Health Organization. And if you're working out five days a week, that breaks down to 30 minutes a day. But realistically, 30 minutes at the gym involves transit time, checking in, extra showers, and hair drying. Not to mention that in the wintertime, you're wearing tons of clothing and you have to take off all those layers. All those activities add up to way more than half an hour and might seem impossible every day after a long workday. But that brings us to a 2017 study published in JAMA Internal Medicine. Researchers looked at 60,000 adults in England and Scotland over an 18-year period. And they found that the weekend warriors who exercised only on the weekend turned out all right. As in, they lowered their risk of death by a similar margin to those who spread the same amount of exercise over their whole week. And it gets even better. One detail that the study authors found particularly encouraging was that people who only exercised once or twice a week still had a lower risk of death than people who didn't exercise at all. Even a little bit is better than nothing. So if you want to spend your leisure time after work to relax, then go ahead guilt-free and save the gym for weekends. And don't forget that exercise encompasses a lot more than what you can do at the gym. Cleaning your house, playing with your kids, walking your dog, and walking or biking to work all count toward your 150 minutes. So take a deep breath and relax. As long as you get up and do something, your health will be a lot better off. So if you thought a New Year's resolution to work out every day was too much, just walk it back a little bit. Yeah, there's like a hashtag, never miss a Monday. I always miss a Monday. Monday <laughs> is my rest day. Oh, wow. Way so to plan it. don't listen to them. Good. You do you. What's the real difference between brown and white eggs? Okay, I know they are a different color. They are brown and white. But if you typically pay more for brown eggs because you think they're healthier than white eggs, then what you're about to hear might save you some money. Because even though brown is healthier when it comes to things like rice and bread, that's not the case when it comes to eggs. The color difference comes not from healthiness, but from genetics. Different breeds of chicken lay different colored eggs. White leghorn chickens lay, you guessed it, white eggs. Rhode Island red chickens, which have darker plumage, lay brown eggs. The exact color of the eggs can be affected by a hen's environment, diet, stress level, and age, but that only accounts for a minor variation. The egg's nutritional value, on the other hand, is affected by two things, diet and environment. Studies show that hens that roam in the sunshine produce eggs with three to four times the vitamin D of hens kept indoors. And hens that are fed diets with more nutrients have more of that nutrient in their eggs. White and brown eggs generally taste the same, too. 
Although the chicken's dietary differences can affect taste, fattier diets produce more flavorful eggs, while omega-3 can make eggs taste fishy. But the most important factor in an egg's taste is how fresh it is. Brown eggs are heavier, though, and they have stronger shells than white eggs. That might explain why brown eggs feel like they're healthier. But the most notable difference between white and brown eggs is their price. Brown eggs are more expensive. And the correlation between healthier foods and higher prices is not true in the case of brown eggs. The real reason for that heftier price tag goes back to that core difference I mentioned earlier, chicken breeds. The breeds that produce brown eggs have historically been larger, and that means they've required more food to feed. But today, production costs are about even. So consumers who prefer brown eggs are paying more for what's essentially the same product. The moral of the story is that if you want to save some money without sacrificing nutritional value, then stick with white eggs. Today's episode is sponsored by Purple Mattress. How did you sleep last night? If you didn't wake up feeling like a spring chicken, then maybe you didn't get the best night's sleep. And if you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, then you've got to try a Purple Mattress. The Purple Mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced because it uses a brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. So it feels unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time. It's not like the memory foam you're probably used to. And the Purple Mattress keeps everything supported while still feeling really comfortable. Plus, it's breathable, so it sleeps cool. When you order, you'll get a 100-night risk-free trial. And if you're not fully satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund. It's also backed by a 10-year warranty with free shipping and returns. You're going to love Purple. And right now, Curiosity Daily listeners will get a free Purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. And that's on top of all the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text CURIOUS to 84888. The only way to get this free pillow is to text CURIOUS to 84888. That's C-U-R-I-O-U-S to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Okay, two things about the new Star Wars movie. Just in case you haven't gone to see it yet. First of all, Baby Yoda isn't in the movie. And second, you should probably leave your strong opinions at the door when you do go see it. A study showed how expectations affected moviegoers' enjoyment, and viewers with really high or low expectations didn't have a great time. So viewers with any expectations? No, just extreme expectations. Oh, okay. You can expect it to be a movie. <laughs> you can expect to maybe eat some popcorn mm-hmm. and see some stars and wars. I think that's all fine. Here's some money. Go see a Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. So researchers from The Ohio State University surveyed almost 500 people before and after they went to see The Last Jedi, which is the last Star Wars movie back in 2017. And people who had the highest expectations before the movie but ended up being disappointed for whatever reason had the very worst time. That kind of makes sense, right? If you go into something expecting it to blow you away and it doesn't, you'll be way more bummed than if you didn't expect anything at all from the movie. But what was most interesting came from people who had low expectations. People who expected very little from The Last Jedi but ended up feeling intensely happy after seeing the film enjoyed the experience less than people who went in with high expectations and had a good time. You might expect that people with low expectations would be happier with a good movie than people who just had their expectations met. But researchers say going in with low expectations doesn't actually help you have a good time, since that negative bias actually drags down your overall enjoyment, no matter how good the movie ended up being. 
so you spend a bunch of the movie being kind of pessimistic and expecting not good things to happen. And so that kind of ruins your. Yeah. You kind of just have a lower baseline overall. Mm. The biggest takeaway from the study, people are pretty bad at predicting how certain experiences will make them feel. More than half of the people who answered the survey were wrong about how much they'd like the movie. So the safest bet, try to go in without predicting how you'll feel about the movie and accept the experience for whatever it is. So we should probably just admit that neither of us have seen the new Star Wars. Listen, I bought tickets (laughs) and the person I bought tickets with rescheduled on me. So I don't know what to tell you. I'm, I'm going to try. I'm, but now I have a bunch of stuff coming up and I'm not going to be able to see it for weeks. I'm sorry, listeners. I'll just see it for both of us. Yeah, Cody's not going to see it at all. So yeah. I've gone full Star Wars hipster. I just <laughs> say anything after Empire is dead to me. Although I've heard The Mandalorian's very good. So before you email me, I know you're thinking about it. I am considering seeing The Mandalorian. I will, however, be in theater seeing Cats. Again. Again. Before we recap what we learned today, here's a sneak peek at what you'll learn about next week on Curiosity Daily. Next week, you'll hear from a special guest who wrote a whole book about how cats land on their feet. It's going to be super fun. We'll also give you the scoop on why almond milk was a gourmet luxury in the Middle Ages and the science behind why music really is a universal language to humans. Oh, and if you wear makeup like me, then you'll definitely want to stay subscribed so you can learn how to keep your makeup bag clean. Because it's probably dirtier than you think. Like... A lot dirtier. But that's a story for next week. In the meantime, let's do a quick recap. I'm thrilled to know it's okay to exercise only on weekends. Something's better than nothing. And it's good to know that there's no nutritional difference between white and brown eggs. I feel like there's so much stuff in the grocery store where they just rely on you not knowing things (laughs) and buying the more expensive thing because you're like, well, I'm just going to bet on this. And I'm glad that we got to the bottom of it. It's what we're here for. And I learned that you should never have expectations when going into a movie. (laughs) You can have expectations. Just don't feel strongly. You know what? Don't read all the reviews like you do, Cody. (laughs) Maybe don't do that. Read the reviews after the movie. All right. Maybe I'll read the reviews after the movie. Although I read a lot of reviews of Cats before I saw it, (laughs) and it was still a magical experience. (sighs) Today's stories were written by Kelsey Donk and Steffi Drucker and edited by Ashley Hamer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity Daily. Script writing was by Cody Goff and Sonia Hodgen. Curiosity Daily is produced and edited by Cody Goff. Have a great weekend and join us again Monday to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network.